Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. podcast we can't be the only ones i'm gail i'm me thank you for tuning in for another week of you're just going to be surprised okay that's <laughs> not the name of our podcast oh i thought it was my turn well that's not the name of our podcast oh well okay the subject maybe you're just surprised <laughs> i'm surprised i have one <laughs> okay <laughs> You're really killing yourself right now. <laughs> no, I am. I'm All right, so that. let's. I'm not gonna edit this out. So let's try that again. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We can't be the only ones. <laughs> I'm B, and I'm Gail, <laughs> and someone is having fun tonight. All right, so I'm going to take the lead because um, Gail is <laughs> cracking herself up in this corner. I Thank am. you all for tuning in again. And um, I hope you guys have been enjoying us through this journey of sharing whatever is on our mind at the moment with you guys. Um, so as we always begin, we're going to start with our gratitude moment. And Gail, this is your turn to go first. Well, I have to be thankful for the fact that I am in therapy. Ugh, it, I concur. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's something that, you know, you may or may not think you need it, but I'm, I'm very grateful that I am doing it, particularly during this time, and not just for the pandemic reasons, but just at this stage in my life, I'm entering into a new um, arena, a new stage, a new direction in life. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people struggle with, you know, I'm 68, I'll be 70 before you blink an eye if I don't die. There a little rhyme there. Okay, you're on and, a roll. Um, I know. So I, I'm grateful that I have people around me, you in particular, B, that was encouraging to do such a thing, and it's really um, helping and giving me some uh, some direction. Yeah. Um, again, I I'm a big therapy advocate in whichever way that you can. So um, yes, I similarly am always grateful for the conversations that I have in therapy. Uh, so yeah, that's a pretty cool thing to be thankful for because the process is hard, but OMG, is it worth it? Very much, very yes. much. Yes, and again, the most difficult person that you have to deal with is normally yourself. So the fact that um, 
I've taken the initiative, you've taken the initiative, Alina's in therapy, and a few other people that I know that are in therapy. I think the first step is saying, I need help, guidance, whatever it is, to get me through this. And I think that's a great thing to be grateful for. Thank you. Um, I am grateful for the growing pains um, and the lessons that are learned within the things that hurt us. I think um, sometimes when there are things that hurt us, and I'm speaking in the emotional way, we tend to kind of shy away from knowing that there, yes, there is hurt, but knowing that on the other side, there is something that can be learned from that situation. And maybe you won't change the outcome of what's going to be or that other individual but at the same time, you can, there's something to be learned maybe about the way that you handle things and, you know, kind of sit back, feel it, hurt if you need to hurt, but be able to say, there's a lesson in this and what am I getting out of it? And I think sometimes the lessons are hard lessons to learn and they're painful lessons. So I am grateful for the growing pains and the lessons that come from them. And that's, that's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. And it's tough to be grateful for that. Most people aren't. <clears throat> yeah. You either harden your heart or become bitter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do either or. You know, so again, very grateful for the growing pains and the lessons and even grateful that those who presented those lessons showed me those lessons. Well, this is, that's a great segue into my subject today. And I actually got my subject from, there's a group of ladies that we meet every Saturday morning around the noon time. And it's a Bible study group, mm-hmm. but we've developed a a close-knit friendship with us. And we're all of varying backgrounds and we're from early middle, middle age all the way to old folks. Mm-hmm. And we've just learned to love each other. And we have like a safe zone to talk about things as we study the Bible. And one of the ladies who is always seems to be centered in that she's always cheerful, she always have a smile, and and I marvel her about that. And I said to her today, I said, you know, you always seem to have that smile no matter what is going on. And she said, the reason is she always thinks when something happens to her, why not me? What well, makes you so obsessional, exceptional? You know, mm-hmm. why, why shouldn't that happen to me? And she said, and then when I, I think that, the other thing I think is because it, it, it's not about me. Most of the time it isn't. And so I said to her today, I said, I'm stealing that. (laughs) So our topic is, why not me? And it's not about me. Mm -hmm. And it's so ironic because a couple of things happened this week. Uh, A friend of mine um, that I've signed her on as coach, and I feel really terrible because I really don't give her much to coach because I ain't done nothing. 
I, I am eating better and drinking the shakes, but the exercise part hasn't fallen in. Mm -hmm. And basically, because we, we're supposed to tape it and show people, and I'm just not ready. But anywho, um, she gave me a book, and I thought, why did she give me this book? This book was about people raising kids, and I am so past that. And it really is an exceptional book about organizing your day, organizing your day to organize the people in your day. Mm -hmm. And that things happen to you because either you're not organized, you're not prepared, um, you allow them to happen to you. Mm -hmm. And you want to blame other people for them. And it, it's really an exceptional book that had I, if somebody else had given me that book, I wouldn't have read it. Because mm. I'd have thought, it's a re-gift. Mm. Somebody gave it to them and their kids are grown. So why they give, you know, here, take this. <laughs> and so, but because I knew it wasn't a re-gift from her, I actually read it, and that was one of the things in the book that I got out. Why not me? Bad things happen to good people, mm -hmm. and, and why they? Why shouldn't they happen to you? Yeah, and good things happen to good people, and the vice versa. You know, good things happen to bad people, and bad things happen to good people. Like, I don't think any of us will go. Well, maybe there are some people who maybe might be sociopaths and are incapable of feeling, but, um, yeah, I think most people will feel some sort of hurt, some sort of happiness, some sort of joy, some sort of pain, and it might not be the same and it might not present itself in the same way, but I think a lot of us, the feelings will feel. Mm -hmm. the feelings will feel and um again like i not i do believe that i am special and i do believe i'm supposed to be here but i know that part of being a human involves just shit happening and and i i have a, a similar or same belief that I believe that God has purposed us all. We just don't, some people know their purpose and some people don't. And mm -hmm. sometimes things that happen to you are not happening to you because of you. They're happening to you for those around you. Yeah. For someone else, something else. And, and sometimes we miss the point because we're so busy in and I'll speak for myself. I'm so busy internalizing it that it's me. Um, it's something I did, something I said, something I didn't do, something I should have said. And sometimes it's just not about me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I like to say decenter yourself. If you can remove yourself. And I, my trick is speaking about myself in third person. That softens the blow a lot. So when I'm like, B did this and B allowed this or B interacted with this, it kind of takes you out of it being about you when you tell the story without an I or a me. 
But it's still B. But you're you. saying B in your head. You're not saying I. Oh, okay, okay. So you're speaking about yourself in third person and what's going on. So that helps me to kind of figure out, okay, B is just in this. Oh, so you don't fall all the way in the rabbit hole. And thinking <laughs> I'm the cause of it or I did something or whatever. It's just B is there. Or you could even stop it. Basically. And when it comes to other people, the lesson to always be learned is that you can't control them. Yes. Try as you might. Try as you provide someone with information. Lead them to the right direction. Help them do their homework. Whatever it is that you're doing. It's like leading a horse to water. You can lead it to water, but you cannot make it drink. And I think when we think about other people and the things that they do, sometimes it is a reaction to you. But at the same time, you're only responsible for how you're going to respond to then that situation. But you're, you can't force that person or those individuals to be like, oh, what about Gail? Because they're thinking about themselves. And that's sort of like what the, the, the lady today, Rosalind, kind of said. She said a, a lot of times when something happens, she, doesn't, she immediately thinks, okay, yes, it happened. Mm -hmm. Now, what is it that I need to do to go from this spot, mm -hmm. to go from here? And whereas I, I might wallow a little bit. I I'm don't wallow and woe is me. And, and I'm, I'm learning to come out of that. But I, I, I know there are people out there listening. They're wallowers. Yeah, I feel you. But you, you got to stop. Find a way not to wallow. And if it's talking about it in yourself as a third person or immediately think, why shouldn't this have happened to me? And there's 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 nothing that you can stop. What could you have done? And that's the other thing I think. What could I have done to stop it? And nine times out of ten, nothing. Yeah. And I will share this from therapy because um, I'm kind of on the opposite side. I'm not a wallower. I'm like, oh, this occurred. I've made note of it. Keep it moving. And it's to me, it's very quick. And I don't always think about emotions in that way. It's more like, oh, this occurred. All right, I see it. Okay, I can't do anything. Go, but do something different. Right. And um, sometimes that comes off cold and sometimes it comes off as callous. But really what it is is that I've calculated already in my head that, okay, this is not something you want to spend too much time on. Keep it moving. But again, it does allow me to come off cold and callous so my thing is to kind of find a balance between not worrying I don't think I ever want to get there but still coming off with a certain sense of warmth so my thing might be that again like when it comes to certain things I see them as like okay this occurred what can I like what can I do to like make sure that if I am in this situation again, it doesn't happen this way. 
And one of the things that my therapist shared with me, which I'll be working on for the rest, probably for a while, but um, she was like, you know, when you go to bed, and I was doing the opposite. What I would do is when I wake up in the morning, I talk really good shit to myself. I'm like, oh my God, you're going to be so nice and you're going to be so kind and it's another day. Like, I'm a morning person. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> I'm always like so happy in the morning that I'm like, oh yes, you're so gorgeous, you're amazing. Like, you know, like this is going to be a great day. And the day goes on and I probably said some slick stuff or whatever the case may be and I don't reconcile in the evening. So one of the things that she suggested that I do is, you know, at the end of your day, think about the interactions that you had and think about what interactions could have been handled better. So again, the onus is still on you, not on what the other person did, right? but just your portion of it. And then just keep, be mindful of that for the next day. So maybe if that does occur, you won't react in the same way because you've realized that in that moment, this wasn't the best way for you to react. And that's sort of like the middle point of the why not me space, not about me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I, I don't do. When, when I'm like, woe is me, why is this happening to me, what did I do, it shouldn't have happened to me, I'm great, I'm wonderful, or I'm a horrible person and more is going to happen to me because I'm just a ter whatever I'm wallowing in at that moment, it's, I made it all about me when it really isn't. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can't reconcile between the two of those things that it, 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 things just happen because they just happen mm -hmm. and what has happened really is not anything to do with you mm -hmm. and the only way you can really get between the two of those I think is to reconcile it mm -hmm. and and maybe when you do that you sit down and say well you know what I, I didn't really do anything for that to happen that it just happened yeah and maybe and then you can really see maybe it didn't happen for me it was for somebody else around me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was a, a lifeline to someone not even knowing it. And you miss that moment of really being the lifeline because I made it all about me. Yeah, versus whatever the end like, game. Like what's really going on? Take the moment to see. And I guess we both kind of did that in a way. You did it by just, okay, it happened. I'm gonna make sure it doesn't happen again. And next. Yeah. I'm a pass and move kind of girl. And you moved on, and but I, I may be stuck and wallow, but then there's somebody who might have needed something from either of us and we just missed it. Yeah, because I've already moved. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a mover honor. I am like, okay, this is what we're doing. I'm not doing it, but you can with whomever you are. And I'm like thinking about dinner, <laughs> like in the moment. And, and maybe there's somebody standing there that might need something that you could because mm -hmm. it's not about you. And the same thing with me. I missed the moment because I've wallowed. And of course, they've moved on because how long can you listen to a wallower mm -hmm. where you're just like, I even get sick of myself. So I know they've moved on. 
I mean, I used to break up with somebody and I used to have friends that took turns talking to me. That, you know, they'd be like, not answer their phone because they know I'm going to call the next one. No. Because it was their turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes when it's not about you, you got to understand that every single person that you meet is coming with some sort of history. Yes. Some sort of way that they view the world that is, and I mean, you even see it with siblings. I have a older brother than me that's just a year older than me, like a year and a month older than me, barely. And I have an older sister and I have three, two younger brothers. So I'm smack dab in the middle. And one thing that I've learned is that we are all raised in the same household, but vastly different. Yeah. So again, everyone, when you interact with them, is coming from their own history of interacting with the world and is then presenting that to you. So the same grace that I think we want extended for ourselves it's the same grace that we kind of have to extend to other people and recognize that sometimes people just show up. And again, not everybody does therapy. Not everyone does introspection. Not everyone reconciles their day. So again, some people may just be showing up as the best person they even know how to be. At that moment in time. At that moment in time, because not everyone has the tools. So I think that's another way of looking at it when it's not about you, is that, A, it's not you. And second of all, sometimes it is just them, or it is just the situation, or it is just the way it occurred. And people are messy. Yes, yes. Can I tell you? So I was watching last night, The Secret Life of Slime on PBS. Is this and, a real thing, slime? Or? Oh my goodness, yes, it's slime mode. And so... <laughs> Would Alina tell us that we're off subject? No, 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 there's oh, a point okay, to this. Okay. <laughs> She's not here right now, so I'm gonna do the beat at the end of the thing. But I, I have a point to this. And um, so, it was really intriguing. So like the slime mode is basically, it's a single celled organism, no brain, no mouth, no anything, but it knows how to make decisions. Oh, wow. Or quote unquote decisions. So it knows what food to eat. It knows to stay away from there because it leaves like a little slime trail to know that it's been there as a memory. And so it basically kind of, I, I'm going to use the word loosely, learns. And quite frankly, not to be disparaging to, you know, our two-leggedness, the slime mode was smarter than most people. <laughs> the I'm not sure how this fits in. <laughs> no, the slime... Because the slime mode knew, basically, okay, I've been there. Let me react differently to that. Most people don't. Most people continue, continuously do the same thing 
over and over again, which leads to the whole, it's not about you because everyone's presenting yeah. a history of themselves. But unlike the slime mode that will not go back there and learn that, okay, through habituation or, you know, learning a different path and doing what's best for them, not everybody is capable of knowing what's best for them. And I think my friend Rosalind is like that. She knows. That's why she can smile all the time. Because mm -hmm. she doesn't revisit dangerous territory. And if she happens upon it, first thing she would say to herself is, okay, it can happen to me. It should happen to me. Who am I that this can't happen to me? Now, how do I get past this? What do I need to do to function through this? We, we get stuck. Yes, in the moment. We get so stuck, and it's not a moment that we're stuck. We're stuck days. I mean, I've, I've cried over people that broke up with me for like, and I was so graced with the fact that my eyes wouldn't swell up and look like I had cried. I could mm. cry for three, four hours straight and never look out like I shed a tear. And I think there's a humbleness in knowing that it's not about you. That too, because you, you get so caught up in its, and then you want people to react the way you want them to react. And you sort of, it's a learned behavior that you keep teaching yourself and trying to teach others. And the others are not cooperating. And you know who doesn't do that? Slime mold. <laughs> slime mold does not do that. I was so intrigued by that. But again, we don't always have maybe, and we are much more complex than slime mold. But at the same time, I, I just think sometimes it's, it's, it's hard for a lot of people to reconcile. I need to be humble right now. And I need to know that whatever. And again, I may be very idealistic where I'm like, okay, whatever's happening to me right now, is something that I can grow from. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully, you know, when people are like, you know, you touch a hot stove, you don't go back and touch the hot stove again. And I think, again, life would be so boring if things didn't occur to us that weren't pleasing. It would. I mean, I think sometimes you need to be able to get on the other side of it. And I think the issue is, is where you're stuck. And you can't stay too stuck in the past because the only thing about there's first of all, there's nothing you can do about the past, yes. but the only thing that you truly have control of is your now. And if you're not in the now and you're too far off in the past or too far ahead in the future, you're missing the things that are occurring in your face. You're not present. No. And I just like to, to, to flip that. The thing about not about me, I think when we perceive things are about us when they are not, and most things are not, we also get caught up in trying to fix or change or adjust things that, because it's not about you, you can't change it. Nope. You can't fix it. You can't even adjust it. Nope. The only thing you could possibly do is remove yourself. 
Yeah. And or adapt at that too. And I think we're coming with what's going on now with the election coming and all of this. Everybody wants to change everything. They've they've everyone I talk to, it's about them. They want to change who? Other they, them is it's about them. How how this is running? Well, why is this person voting for this person? Why is this person? And it's almost like they think they can. If I could just talk to them, they would change. Why are people believing this and not this? Why do people, you know, go to church? Don't go to church. If they went to church, we'd all be better. Everybody seems to have the answer because they've made it about them. I think part of that may be control. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think a lot of people don't think of control as being within. They look at it as being outside of them because it's hard to control the stuff that you've been doing and not, I mean, another thing that was on PBS, hacking your brain. So on hacking, it's like a PBS plug. Um, but on Hacking Your Brain, the first episode was about being on autopilot and how a lot of us just literally live our lives on autopilot. We're not... I would think so. Yeah, we're not thinking about the things that we're doing because we've been so used to doing them. And again, for you to be able to say, and I think... One of the ways that I, for me that I, sh I know that I'm in autopilot is when I'm driving. Yeah. Especially home or to some place that I've been multiple times. It's just like, oh, I got here. And you're not thinking about it. But a lot of the times I think autopilot works with other individuals as well. You've been so used to interacting with that person in that way that it, it is what it is you're you're just so used to it and back to the what we, we talked about therapy and being a the hardest person dealing with is yourself it's a whole lot easier to be like you change versus saying oh i am really focusing i'm i'm on autopilot right now let me stop let me be right here because i'm doing things out of habituation and that's a hard thing for you to pause and be like, wait, it is And when me. you're on all about it, all autopilot, autopilot, are you making it about you? I think you, they're just snap decisions that you make because you've done it so long. You're not even thinking about it. Okay. And that would sound like it, it is, it's about themselves because usually who do we protect first? Yourself. So we're going to do things that we feel are going to protect us mm -hmm. initially. Us or I think if you have children, maybe your first response or your kids to wrap a little cellophane around them. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that that's kind of like our first response and things like you're, you're about to do something that's going to harm me. Let me back you up. Mm -hmm. Or let me get you to do what it is that I need you to do. Or fit that place where I want you to go. And everything will be okay. So and then I, it is about me. It's, it's about me exerting control over you. 
versus saying you are just doing you in the way that you know how to do you. Well, see, when I say why, why not me? I think that's when you feel like you've lost control. When you question that about yourself, you know, when something happens to you, like you get cancer mm -hmm. and woe is me, I have cancer. It, it, you, it's a loss. You've lost something. I can't control it. But when you stop and say to yourself, well, why not? What makes me different than Miss Sally other... Sue down the street who got cancer? You know, we walk the same street. Why not? And I think at that moment, we give up control. Mm -hmm. When we say, why not me? Yeah. I can't control it. Mm -hmm. When we're going, woe is me, we are desperately trying to hold on to the control, hold on to the wheel. Yeah. Like we're driving this wheel. I can't give it up to anybody. I can't even give it up to God because I don't know where he's taking me. Yeah. So I got to hold, I got to drive. And then that's what cracks me up when I hear people say, Jesus, take the wheel. And two seconds later, they'll say something, and I know Jesus is not driving this car. <laughs> Ridiculous. You, you did not give up the wheel, honey. <laughs> no. I'll say that too. Oh, this is the day. Jesus is going to take the wheel. Two seconds later, I'm like, oh, no, wait a minute. We're not going that way. I think a lot of it, too, is, I mean, kind of a case sarah attitude. Like, you know, you can't walk through the world thinking that things will happen the way you want them to or you can kind of go through it knowing that whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen and I think even if you're religious or not that's just a belief system of saying okay if a meteor came down and you know got rid of us for some reason what can you do nothing what can you do? You know what I mean? But I would not days before, months before, hopefully years before, want to live a life where I wasn't smiling or I wasn't grateful or I wasn't changing or I wasn't learning. You know, something about myself, something about other people, or extending grace in whichever way that I needed to extend grace. So, again, it's kind of like, how do you walk through the world? Do you walk through it thinking that somehow, some way you can manipulate it to do the things that yeah, you Yeah, everything to, to do? be the way you want it to be, and the world would just be so perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's never Are you creating the world you're living to, or are you reacting to it? And sometimes the, the world you create is chaos. Sometimes the world you create is full of peace. Sometimes the way you react is chaos. And sometimes the way you react is full of grace. And I think when we become so full of ourselves, when it's all about me, we create chaos without realizing it. We think we're creating peace, but I don't think you cre can create a peaceful environment when it's all about you, unless you're a hermit living off someplace all off to of yourself. an island. Right. Like a monk and you're the only person living in that little hut. I, and even then, 
if the sun and the moon rise and set, that's something outside of you that you still can't control. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be something that you can't control. There's always going to be something that's going to happen to you or to a loved one or someone you care about. And at some point you have to say, why shouldn't it? It's life. And how can I either live with this, mm -hmm. learn from this, or have a teaching moment with someone? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, again, it's all, a lot of, sometimes you just have to shift the internal dialogue. The story we tell ourselves, the stories we, you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes it's not the story we tell other people. Is you know, the we way we've interpreted the world and the story that we've told ourselves. Because we can tell ourselves almost anything. And no one would know differently because if you're not speaking out loud and you're not writing in a journal, there's no record of it. And you have told yourself that this is what it is and haven't considered the other moving parts that again isn't about you and i think that's how we get into the middle as well journaling is a great way mm -hmm. even when you're upset or uh, when you're wallowing i mean i've written in my journal when i'm wallowing and i read it later and it's just like oh my god oh yeah I've if seen... anybody read this they've like <laughs> i could be committed <laughs> I've seen like some of my journal posts from the past and I'm like, you a damn fool, girl. Like, <laughs> just like, but at the same time, it's still a good way to get it out. And then sometimes when you see it, even if at that moment when you're writing the nonsense that you're writing, when you read back at it, you're like, oh, thank goodness I have moved so far from this thing. It shows you a growth point where you're no longer in the wallowing. You're more into the, okay, it's not about me. How can we fix this? Where can we go with this? Mm -hmm. You know, and some things you go through, good, bad, or indifferent, are really teaching tools for later in life. Yeah, again, when you plant the seed, it's not necessarily when you're going to, you know, the fruit is going to be bitter. So, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't know the change that's happening. You don't know the learning that's occurring. Um, because learning is, by definition to some, change behavior. And so again, until that opportunity presents itself again, and sometimes it doesn't present itself the next day. Sometimes it know. presents itself much later on. And then with that, you have that tool in your background to say, you know what, I am going to do this, or I'm not going to do it, or I'm going to do nothing. Because I've learned back then that this is the way for that's best for me to react and sometimes what you learn is not even for you no you may have learned something and later down and i've found this so many times and then something somebody will ask me something you know such and such is happening what do you think and i'll be like 
huh, well, you know what? Several years ago, such and such, and this, and then I did this or did that, or somebody did this or did that, and that's how that worked out. And there were opportunities here. You're always going to have an opportunity to share the hardest thing in life you had to go through. Mm -hmm. You're going to have that opportunity. But if you can't grow from it, if you can't live through the experience to get to the other side of it, you will not ever be able to share it in the mode that will be a teachable thing for someone else or a learning moment for another person. And I think there's a beauty. Sometimes people learn if you are listening to, from other people's experience. Sometimes you don't even have to go through it because someone else has. And again, that's the whole why not me kind of thing. Right. When you think, oh, this is them. This isn't me. And sometimes it does present itself. Sorry. It's okay. But sometimes it does present itself with some people's other less. Like when I talk to my mom all the time, there are things that she talks about that because she's armed me with that information, I know what to do if it presents itself. Yeah. And me and Alina have a running joke that I'm always giving her free information and I should be charging her. But yes. <laughs> like, I'm giving you all this information for free. Should be charging you, but again, part of that happens to be with me, her not going through certain things. If she's listening, if she's listening, and because, I don't mean just for Alina, if people are listening yes, when you're telling them things, yeah, and so that she can move through the world knowing that. And I think that there's a connectedness about us, you know that is either passed on, it used to be passed on back to our conversation a while ago, multi-generationally because we all lived so close to one another and we had the intergenerational aspect yeah. of it. So it wasn't just, you know, it was your grandmother telling you about her childhood or whatever it is that she's experienced and being able to pass that on. And I think a lot of that is broken now because families are all over the place. And on top of that, I think there, I will speak for you and I, there's an intergenerational friendship. Yeah. A lot of people don't make friends with people who are a different than them in race, religion, age, a lot of those things and when you you miss that perspective of living through someone else's shoes so I think society the way it's structured now it's hard for those gems to pass through that's true and we don't I mean you're gonna listen to your grandmother and take take some of that but I think even now, like Alina's generation, and they're not listening as well. And I think because we're not that tight-knit group anymore that we used to be, 
where you were with the grandmother or the great aunt. You know, I was blessed to see my uh, great grandmother for a short while. So it's like, and there was a different reverence mm -hmm. for older people that that reverence isn't there as it used to be pretty much to what you're saying yeah and so we're missing those learning moments mm -hmm. because we and and all teenagers are the same they they have not changed they all know it all they've all done it all and they could really do well without us mm -hmm. except none of them have a job they haven't figured that part out ain't Only got no wish money they could. ain't got no bill money so no if, gas if they could money, do that then they just carry they ain't on and got mcdonald's yeah. money <laughs> just carry on but we've kind of missed that along the way we've discounted it because in the in the world we live in now it's all about the immediate oh yeah and when you make it all about the immediate nobody really cares what your experience is because mine's going to be different yes when... i'm going to be different I'm going to, the tsunami is going to come. I'm not going to need a boat. I don't need to know how to swim. I will be saved. Yeah. And again, I think there's a beauty in oral traditions being passed down, oral events being passed down, written however it is from people who have come before us because maybe they can see the change because they've been here or they can see how it hasn't changed. And again, if you're discounting that and you're dismissing it and you're thinking, Oh, you know what? Of course it's not going to happen to me. Of course democracy won't fail in my lifetime. Of course this is reconstruction all over again. Like when you discount history, you are doomed to repeat it in the worst ways. And we are, we are. Yes. And I think that's the thing that makes Rosalind stand out for me in our group that she always has this smile. And because she doesn't sit there and think it's not going to happen to her. Mm -hmm. She thinks it can probably yeah. will. How can I be prepared for it? How do I garner myself? What what do I need for for the for our group? It's like you know, how do we pray? What do we read in the Bible to get us built up to be prepared for it? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't do anything to prepare because it's not going to happen to them because it is all about them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would agree, and I would also say like. I'm a prepper. I'm like a prepper. I have, she is. I'm a prepper. Lord. Like we almost have a boat, but that's enough. I story. am. I'm looking for an inflatable <laughs> boat. So if anybody <laughs> has <laughs> anybody has some good suggestions for an inflatable boat, but yeah, I am. I really do take heed of past circumstances and make the necessary adjustments for them. So you are one of those who believes it can oh, happen to me. Yeah, I surely do. Cause it's not, cause I'm not the only one here on this earth. Nope. nope <laughs> so when the nope. flood comes, it's not going to miss me and grab everybody else. Nope. I have my life jacket. I have, you know, 
My, you have a life jacket? I ordered it. I oh, ordered dear God. I ordered a life jacket for me and Alina. But yes. But again Maxton has a life jacket and I don't. You might want to get one. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I'm I'm always very cautious, oh. like, okay, we live in a hurricane area, you know, where hurricanes do tend to somehow touch in some form, shape, or another. And even if it's not a hurricane, sometimes I mean the sea levels are rising. Sometimes a thunderstorm will cause flooding if it just continues to rain. And so how do I prepare to make sure that if I'm in a situation of an emergency, why wouldn't, I don't, why not me? Why is it that I might not have to evacuate? And I think into the future, like, okay, if I do have to evacuate, I need my stuff so I can pick up and go and be the first one on the highway. I don't want to look for documents. I don't want to look for clothes. I don't want to look for toiletries. And I have my stuff ready. I hear you. So, yeah. Well, that's excellent. I'm really shocked that you didn't tell me about the life jacket. Oh, I ordered it last night. Okay, some sort of way. I ordered that. it last night because of that dream of the tidal wave. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, there was a double meaning to the dream. I like woke up. Okay, backstory. I had a dream about a um a tidal wave, and it was basically a perpetual suspended tidal wave so it was a tidal wave that did not move but was probably 40 feet high and as majestic as it was it was scary i would imagine because you're standing in front of a tidal wave that will crush you would a life jacket save you no, what that getting to that. So <laughs> the tidal wave, I did look up into the dream interpretation and you know, part of it has to do with like emotionally and having a lot on your mind and change or whatever coming. Um, but the other part of me, I'm like, well, maybe I'm, let's say I'm not emotional. Let's say this is like, bitch, get your life jacket. <laughs> Just that boot. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, I was like, uh, first I thought, okay, yes, I am going through some emotionally charged things right now. And I'll be frank with that and say, yes, I, I, I was. So yes, that portion of the dream is correct. But another portion was like the practical part of me was like, wait, if there is like major flooding and do I have what I need to be able to kind of keep me afloat? And I was like, I don't. I am missing a life jacket. I'll just have to hold on to rice then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, so that was the only reason why I had it. So it was like a double entendre of a dream where I was like, okay, yes, there are some emotionally charged things that you're going through right now. And it probably is going to crash down, which it did. Um, but at the same time, I am missing a life jacket for my emergency kit. Well, I'm so glad to hear that you got your life jacket and you're going to be prepared. When you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. 
And that's true. I always say, if you don't have a plan, you're going to need one. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel better. Good. Because now I'm sort, of, I'm sort of not caught so much in the, it's all about me. And I, I am learning to catch myself. And I have, I see people around me who've already learned that lesson. And so I have people to reach out to, to help me get through to the other side. And that's always a good thing. Yeah. Sometimes you need, you know, a mirror yeah, or a projection that shows you the way that you can go. Cause sometimes you can't be it because you can't see it. And the fact that you have someone in your life that, you guys are able to talk about it and discuss it and she can show as a projection and say, okay, that's somebody I want to emulate a little bit more. Let me be a little bit more like yes. her. So I'm very that's happy a great to have thing. that group mm-hmm. that we meet once a week and it's really grown and we just love each other. And I would just say to the audience, if you don't have a group, find one, you know, Hey, you can join ours. We got room. Yes. Yes, so good, good. Thanks for inviting them. And as always, thank you guys for listening so much. Um, If you haven't liked, please like. If you haven't shared, share with two people about the conversation that we've had. Uh, We need to work on this website. We need to work. And we are. And we are. Um, But eventually we'll be able to do that and probably set up an email as well, um, just in case anybody wants to provide feedback or anything else. But um, thank you guys so much for listening to us. And, you know, we're grateful for that as always. So as always, before Gail says it, before I do, be safe, be well, be easy, and be blessed. And because Alina isn't here at this moment, be yeet. Be yeet. Who raises her? All right. Bye, guys. And girls.